It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. My French man. Yes. How was your day today? My day was good. Good lunch, good nap, you know. Good nap is very key, the, especially when you work nights. It's the privilege of, of this lifestyle, right? I, yeah. I love what, it. What did you do today while well, I was napping? Well, I actually have some news that um, you're going to find really interesting. Have uh-huh. you ever heard of uh, 23andMe? It's like a DNA no. genetic testing kit thing. No. So my husband and I did this thing because I know my heritage is a thousand percent Serbian. Serbians. There's yeah. not a drop of anything else. It just goes as far back as caveman days but my <laughs> husband is a little bit of a mutt right so like um, different countries everywhere he knows he's italian yeah but he wanted to know what else okay so we did this testing and we got our results back and, and your boy jason is french as well jason is french jason is a little bit french he's like 15 percent french but so the most surprising part is that he's mostly british he's more british than he is italian which Are you serious? Was a shock. Yes. So we I were. I've never guessed that. Yeah. So he's British mostly, then Italian, then French, and he is two percent Serbian. How about that? That's interesting. Isn't but that interesting? When I when I look at him, and we should put a, a post a picture of Jason so uh, online uh, on our website at simonandangie.com. He, he has a uh, the the color of his skin is a bit pale. Yeah, he's a little lighter skin. And that's skin. very English. Yes, so right? it makes sense. Like now looking at it, it makes sense. And um, I was just like so surprised that he was even two percent Serbian because that's very random. So wait a minute, which one was he proudest of being or coming from? I think he was m- most shocked about being British. Um, but I can see the Serbian now because he has an inability to lose an argument, just like I do. So <laughs> it makes a little bit of sense. But I want to talk about dating. Uh, other cultures, because I know that some cultures are very strict about dating within your own. That's true. And uh, and and it's interesting. My grandmother's gonna be so happy that I finally married a Serbian. <laughs> yes, yes, that's gonna exactly. That's gonna make your grandma happy. Maybe right. your, your mom too. She wanted it my whole life. So there you go. Two percent. That's enough for me. Uh, more of the rendezvous. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that when we come back on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. Phone lines are open. We are in the Ulala Studios. That we are in the Ulala Studios. Yes, talking about love, romance, and dating. And I mentioned, Simon, that uh, my husband and I had some genetic testing done where they can test everything. You find out about your health and uh, things that are in your DNA and also your heritage Mm -hmm. and was shocked to find out that my husband is very British, Mm -hmm. um, quite Italian, a little bit French, and a tiny (laughs) bit Serbian, which my grandmother was elated, even though it's only 2%. She's like, that's amazing. He's one of us. That is amazing. What was the chances? Uh, What are the... It's so random because it's not a humongous country where, you know, millions of people are from, but, um, well, millions, but not, you know, huge. So... It got me thinking about, you know, how strict people can be sometimes when it, it can be a cultural thing, can be a re- religious thing in certain families about dating outside of your culture or your race or your religion. Yeah. I know you're French. I am. Um, are you 100% French? Do you know? No, I mean, because I was imported. So I You're am, imported. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually from Russia originally. We were Russian Jews. So oh. for years and years and years, in, you know, in Russia and then to escape... Uh, the the anti-Semitism in Russia. We went first to France, and so I was born in Paris. So born in Paris, but, but you're but uh, you're Russian Jewish. Hundred years 
you know, from Russia and and Jewish. Now, wait a minute. My my grandmother is from France and converted to Judaism. So on my mom's side... There is 50% of her who is 100% French. Well, I know so now. So then, then I'm 50, 50% French, 50% Russian. You're 50-50. Yes. So I know Good that, question. especially with um, Jewish uh, religion and culture, that a lot of times Jewish people are very protective of dating inside their uh, religion, their culture. Is that like that in your family? Does your family insist that you marry a Jewish woman? Well, no, because uh, my grandfather, Marcel, married Sophie, who was not Jewish but became Jewish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and So she converted for him. Yeah, my father was married once to a non-Jewish uh, woman before my mom. So we're very liberal. It yes. doesn't impact, but you're right. Some other families like this, it's the dilemma of Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Right? Whatever the reasons are, sometimes it's religious, sometimes it's economic, you know, some very rich family doesn't want people to yeah. marry, right? Yes. Um, sometimes it's, it's races, uh-huh. sadly. You know, you're not supposed to marry somebody else's race. And I think the big, what do you think the biggest one, religion or races? I think religion probably goes a little bit deeper. I have uh, friends that are Muslim. Their families are very insistent that they only marry other Muslims. Right. Um, and they have. But I always wonder how much of a struggle that is for people. And I know it happens all the time, especially now. They said that one in seven Americans date outside their race, outside their faith. Okay. Um, and so I'm just curious because I know... A lot of times that's more the family. Yeah. You know, the the two people that are dating don't usually care. It's always the mom or the grandma and, you know, we got to keep this, you know, in our family and not that. And um, so but I find that interesting. The thing is, you know, when you think of this, every family changes constantly because you add a new husband, you had a new wife, you have new kids. So right. the idea that you can keep your family in the same line is almost forever. It's impossible. Right. Whether you're Jewish, Muslim, Catholic, Protestant, whatever it is, number one. And also because love is stronger than religion. And religion is about love anyway. So so I, I think that in the name of religion, it's strange for me that you would stop true love. Why would you stop true love for anything in the name of anything? What's more important than true love? Because some people think that the way you love God is more important than the, the way you love your husband or your wife. Mm. And in that name, they say, you know, you should stick to one religion. That's I, why. I, I agree. I always wonder how people deal with that or, you know, wh- wh- how far do you let that influence you? Do you marry somebody? Do you date somebody even though your family is against this relationship because of culture or religion? Let's take some phone calls on that. Yeah. Why don't we? Because I know there's a lot of people that are in that situation. Mm-hmm. 855-905-8255. We'll go to the phones next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about dating outside of your race, your religion. Sometimes it can cause problems, and we're taking your calls, 855-905-8255. We do have a caller on the line from Chicago. Where in Chicago are you, Stefan? Hey, I'm from Schaumburg. Hey, Schaumburg, hey, Stefan. Schaumburg, bonjour. Can you relate to this uh, dating outside of your culture or your spouse or your mate's culture? Oh, definitely. I'm so I'm a black guy and I'm dating this girl that's Muslim and she's let me know that her family isn't too fond of our relationship. Like I'm pretty sure her grandparents don't know about me. I might be a secret. I might be a secret. So are you a religious person at all, or is that the problem, or is it the fact that you are not Muslim? Um, It might be a little bit of both. So does she say anything about it? Does she give you a hard time about it? I mean, does she express Yeah, does she care what her family thinks? 
Um, yeah, I think she does to an extent because, I mean, she is Muslim as well. Do you um, think it's so going to be kind of, any kind of problem down the road or is... A deal breaker. Yeah, a deal breaker. Uh, Do you think yeah, that's going to happen? you know, but uh, we, we take it one day at a time. Okay. But at, at the same time, it does get a little challenging uh, sometimes. Well, I understand how that can happen. Hopefully down the road, you know, if things progress and you get to know her family, you know, you get to talk to them about their culture, their religion, and that you show interest. Maybe they'll be more accepting. I hope that works out. And I would, Stefan, I would introduce her to your mom, to your dad, to everybody on your side. Yes. Proudly. Right. Yeah. No, and I mean, she, she has met my family before and Good. I don't really come from too much of a religious background. So they're very open and accepting. Um, Love it. It's just from her end that's. Well, a little challenging. I'm sure it is. But you know what? I wish you guys the best of luck. Remember, the only two people that matter in that relationship at the end of the day are you two. That's okay? it. Yeah, thank you so much. So, bonne chance. Good luck to Good you guys. Good luck, Stefan. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Thanks. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we uh, just heard on the phone, uh, we were talking about dating outside your culture, yes. uh, outside your religion, how hard that can be for some people. I wonder... You know how far people will go. You mentioned Romeo and Juliet. Um, you know, the if you're soulmates, yeah. you know, soulmates, you feel like that's the person for you, the one person that was, you know, supposed to be for you in life. I had this discussion with my husband about soulmates one day. Uh-huh. It just kind of came up out of the blue, and I'm like, ah, oh, soulmates, whatever. I'm you don't like, believe in it? I'm like, what a hallmark discover, like make that up. You or, don't believe in well, it? Well, he was shocked. He's like, you don't think I'm your soulmate? And I'm like. Whoa, I didn't say that. But do you? Um, I don't know. I guess I just don't know you what don't that know. means. But, I mean, soulmate, I feel like you can have a lot of soulmates, don't you think? No. Do you feel like you can be in love more than once in life? You can be more than li- You can be in love more than once, one after the other, not at the same time. And when it comes to soulmate or heartmate, I think either it's the case or it's not. So, but- Because the way you love your daughter, Hannah... Yes. It's a, a huge, huge love, but it's as It's a mother, different love. You know, exactly. Romantic way, love is ro- different. Yeah. And so I would be worried if I was Jason. I, well, no. I am worried now you said that. I got to call him later Listen, on. Listen, I Tomorrow just, morning. I, for me, it was always, because I feel like it's kind of an overused term. You know, everybody says, oh, that's my soulmate. That's my soulmate. And then two months later, they're broken up. So- if, okay. you can, if you can be in love many times in life, does that mean that every single person you're in love with is your soulmate? I want to talk more about soulmates. Okay, let's what do that, that means, because I still need clarification on it. And uh, we have some research about soulmates. <laughs> Are you with your soulmate? I am with my soulmate, in case anybody is okay, listening. You better say it, because he's <laughs> listening. Yes, in case one person is listening. We'll talk more about that <laughs> when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. We are always taking your calls. We're talking about soulmates. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that that word popped up somehow in conversation with Jason and I, and I was like, oh, soulmates. Everybody says they're, you know, with their soulmate. I don't know if I believe in soulmates. And he was mortified. He's like, I'm not your soulmate. I'm like, well, you are. Of course you're <laughs> oh, okay, my soulmate. Wait a minute. But I, don't, I mean, I got to be honest, I didn't even really, if you think about it, what does that really mean, though? What does it mean to you, Simon, to have a soulmate? Well, it's from the Greek mythology, really, where, they, you know, they said that we were all one egg separated, and then you, when you find the other half of the egg, it's your soulmate, and right. the soul is one again. We were split apart. Yes. yes. So that's what it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And so I believe my mom is the soulmate of my father and his other half, mm. and they make one. So that's, first of all, why I believe in it. 
But do you believe it, Angie? I'm not sure. You, like you said. Maybe. Let me let let's go over this list, and I'll okay. see if if I can relate to these. So right. they're, they're talking about the elements of having a soulmate. Um, mm-hmm. They say one of the things is flashbacks. You might suddenly and briefly experience flashbacks or deja vu. Déjà when vu, yes. you're with somebody like uh, it, it, this has already taken place. I knew you from a long time ago, maybe in a different setting, something like that. If yeah, you have those yeah, kind of yeah, flashbacks, yeah, I don't a know good that sign. I've had a lot of those. Um, uh, <laughs> you fall in love with his or her flaws. Soulmates have an easier time of accepting, even learning to love each other's imperfections. I, I do love my husband, flaws and all. I mean, there's, of course, little things that get on your nerves. Do you every love now them and or do you accept them? I accept them. Okay. I, accept, I love every part about him, so I accept his flaws. <laughs> his okay. flaws, that's, I'm not going to lie, that's more can be annoying, and so are mine. <laughs> mine are annoying as well. You know, when you live with someone, things yeah. get on your nerves. Um, it's, it's intense, this relationship. A soulmate relationship is more intense than normal relationships in both good and bad ways, sometimes they say. I feel like... And you feel that's the case? Um, I feel like our relationship is intense. It's good intense. Do you think it's still as intense than it was when you, you know, eight years ago I, or six years ago I don't know before you guys were married? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know if it's the same fire, but it's a deeper, you know, it's a deeper love. Give me an example. Um, it's a deeper love. A, a fire is intense, like when in the beginning, when you know the sex is all the time and it's passionate and it's you know everything is new and exciting. That's a different kind of intensity, I think. Then you know we've been together almost eight years, yeah. and so it's a deep, intense love. Whereas not you know that all nothing's new anymore, but it's exciting still. And, and would you say it's a deep, intense trust? Yes, absolutely. That was not there, of course, eight years ago. So you just that, to that's get what to I'm know saying. somebody. You're so much more connected. You know, you've been through so much more together. Because I think if you talk about soul man and true love, you cannot avoid the question of trust. It's important. I mean, that's how you know how much I think you love somebody, how much you trust them. Yes. In, for your own well-being, too. I agree with that. Um, it also says it's you two against the world. Soulmates often see their relationship as us against the world. And I agree with that. They, yeah, you're like so that. linked together. You know that if any problem come your way no matter how big you're in it together I like that to, Angie to feel yes. like a team and that is that a thousand percent and that's why I'm looking for true love as we speak yeah to, to have this team feeling to have this that's the best yeah I, to, I, to not feel like you're alone in the world and that you know problems when they come your way seem like you can tackle them if you have somebody like that with you absolutely I love that part and I agree with that part um, you're mentally inseparable soulmates often have a mental connection like twins you know, like siblings, they might pick up the phone to call each other at the mm-hmm. exact same time. I noticed that. Is that my, true? Yeah. Some uh, often I will be texting my husband something, and he'll be texting me the exact same thing, like a question about something or a thought. I believe that. That happens a lot. Uh, you feel secure and protected, yes. regardless of what's going on. You always feel secure, even you know, um, it's not like a macho man thing and a damsel in distress. Like you feel secure that your woman is got your back no matter what. That's well said. She's that, got, yeah. Somebody to have you back. Yes. I love that expression. I love it too. Always have their back. So in that regard, I believe in soulmates. And there's more to this list if you're still on the fence whether or not you're with your soulmate or if you don't believe in soulmates, maybe the list will help you. Uh, you can find <laughs> that at simonandangie.com. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, it is time for Date or 
dump. You know it. I love date or dump. You can send us emails anytime at simonandangie.com. If you want to know whether or not the person you're with, you should keep dating them or if you need to dump them, we'll let you know. So, Simon, Mm -hmm. here's an email from Leah. She's from Newcastle, Delaware. She says, hi, Simon and Angie. I've been dating a guy for a few months now, and I like him, but I'm not sure that he's my soulmate. If I don't have that feeling by now, do you think that I should continue to date him or dump him? So it's been a couple of months. She doesn't know if they're soulmates. What do you think about that, Simon? Date or dump? Uh, Leah, I think that if you wrote us that, is you're not feeling it. Mm. And if you're not feeling it, do you better end it. Right? Because... If you f- if you have to question that, if you have to, you know, coming to Angie and I, something in you wants us to say no. And so you can give him a couple months more. I don't think the soulmate thing is love at first sight. Right. It's It builds up trust. And it's like Angie said, you've got your back over time. Yes. But the fact that you wrote us about this and, you, you know, you don't know if you should continue... I trust your intuition, Angie. What do you say? Well, that's really interesting because at first I was thinking, well, maybe you're being a little hasty because soulmates is a big deal. But you're right. I think, Simon, if she's asking that question, that there's something in her that she knows and she's looking for validation from us. Exactly. So we're going to validate the fact that, uh, unfortunately or sadly, you have to dump him. Dump. dump. That is a dump, Leah. Unfortunately. Well, you know what? Good luck to you, and you're going to find your yes, soulmate. Yeah, follow your intuition. It will lead you to your soulmate it, and true love. Exactly. Don't waste your time. Don't waste his either. Let him find his so soulmate, true. too, if it's not you. Yeah. All right, more of The Rendezvous coming up with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, ooh la la, our resident French romantic <laughs> expert. Aye, aye, aye. Yes, I love it. And uh, also, not just here on The Rendezvous, but also on the mm-hmm. FYI channel. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Every Tuesday night, um, we have In Bed with Simon on FYI uh, that that airs. And uh, by the way, you can see all the episodes. Yes, at simonandangie.com. And I have to ask you, because I love watching In Bed with Simon. Thank you, And Angie. you're in a mall, <laughs> and you've got this bed, and there's cameras, and these people. Like, what is the number one thing people say to you? Because if I was in a mall and I saw that, I would wonder what the heck was going on. What do people say? So I got to be honest. There's a few people, maybe jokesters, um, and our producer, Jill, was there when we filmed that. You know, people sometimes ask, are you filming porn? Well, For real. there's For real. cameras in a yeah. bed. And, but, but obviously, so that's, there's a few jokesters like that. And then, and then there is a, a question of why. So here, here's why. Um, is that uh, a bed actually in a mall is like having coffee, really. it's The bed is just a bit more intimate. Right. But it's not... It's not what you think, like, it's sexual. You're not under the covers. You're not, no, like, no. wearing pajamas. We are on You're... top of the bed, <laughs> yeah. and I always said to the couple with me, just sit, think of there is a round table, you know, right in front of us, and we're having coffee. And it's in public. You're safe. And that's why it works so well. Yeah. Because we're in public, in a mall, right. in a bed, everybody's sitting and relaxed, and, and we don't feel like it's an interview. Right. And, and another thing that people ask me all the time is, how do I get on that bed? How do I join the show? And so... You know, I've received many text emails or people. And all you got to do is you go to FYI and you'll reach out to the right people there. Yes. And then for the next you know, time we film it, you're more than welcome to join. And, the traveling bed. And, 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 find and out to where be Simon my guest. Yes. And then you can ask him any kind of love advice. It's an intimate. Any kind. Exactly. So I love that show. Thank you. I love the advice you give. And so let's open up the phones now. Let's give some more love, dating, relationship advice. Yes. 855-905-825. 
888-825-5555. Call us up right now. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Looking very dapper this evening. Uh, no, I don't know. You humble servant. Uh, you are. I giving, like navy blue, though. You look great. That is your color. Navy blue mm-hmm. is your color, and mm-hmm. you're giving some great advice tonight. And we have Thank more you. people that need you, Simon. Need us. Yes, eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. If you'd like some advice from the rendezvous on the line right now from San Bernardino, California, say hello to Vera. Hi, Vera. Bonsoir, Vera. Hey. Bonjour. Hey, Simon and Angie. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, I just turned 30, and so I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm single, and I'm just I'm at a point in my life where I really want to have kids, and I'm looking for someone who's also at that point, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure when to bring it up to the guys I date. You know, like, I don't want to scare them away by saying it too early, but I don't want to waste time with someone who isn't on the same page as me. Simon, I'm sure you've been on dates with women that you could tell that they had that baby look in their eye. Oh, yes, of course. And and I'm in my late 40s. Vera, you know, before you even say that, you have to first give a chance to the guy to see if he's a good guy. He's right. going to be a good father. It's not so much right now about if he wants kids first, unless he says no right away. I think first and foremost, you as a future mom has to know who he is you know, what's his upbringing, what is he about, what, is his, what are his values. Mm-hmm. And don't tell him anything at first. Keep that for yourself. See how he acts. And let him get to know you. Yes, because it, it, yeah. I think when it comes to that fundamental question to make a family, there is, the timing is so important. So I know you're in a hurry and, mm-hmm. and everyone has this urge, but I want you to find a good man yeah. and a good father for, you, for, your, for your child. And that takes time. I agree with you, Simon. And I mean, what about you, Angie? You've been there. I, underst- I understand a thousand percent, Vera, because I was dating when I was 30 and I was single. Same, uh-huh. same situation. And two things happened, I feel like, between midnight of being 29 and midnight 01 of turning 30, uh-huh. immediately... Everything I ate went right to my butt, and I wanted kids. And I don't know why it happened, but I remember my sister coming over with, at the time, my niece was probably a year old, and I saw her walking around the backyard, and I started bawling. And I said, oh my my God, I want kids. And I never wanted kids. I am career girl, independent, Beyonce all day. But all of a sudden, it just hit me like that. So I understand that need. However... I feel like men can smell it from a mile away, especially when you're dating in your 30s. Men are very aware when women have a one-track mind, and that's our only thought. And so you have to temper that. Just be happy and be in the moment. Just be in the moment and enjoy that date. Enjoy getting to know somebody. Like Simon said, it takes time. It takes time. And, you know, you don't want to rush and have the kid with the wrong person. I mean, God, God bless my baby daddy. I, you know, he's a great father, but, you know, sometimes it's just like not who you would choose to spend 18 years dealing with. You know what I mean? As a man, if I feel on the spot too soon, then I feel weird and, and even turned off. used, maybe. Yeah, because, you know, a friend of mine said this, this awkward word. He said, I feel like a gas pump when that happens. Like, you know, and I, I said to my friend, yeah, you think so? He said, yeah. I said, like, you know, you go to the gas station. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like that. You know, right. it's, it should be way more about... Like a, a utility of you, some that, sort. That's exactly. You right. go there and, 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 and we're talking about the, the tree of the family. I mean, really, between you the and him. The foundation first it's for your kid. Yeah. between you and him. So take the time, please. You're in the early stages of planning on being a mother right now because you want it. So plant the best seeds 
right now. Now is where you're laying foundation for your child and who they're going to be. Make sure that, you know, you and dad are cool. You guys get along. He's a good person. He's going to be a good father. Like, you know, I know the clock is ticking, but you got to pump the brakes. I, I agree. And you're only 30 years old. Okay? And you're only okay? 30. Because My God, look at what. Janet Jackson just had a baby. She's 157. <laughs> I don't know how she did it, but she did. Poor Janet Jackson. <laughs> she's she, not 157, but, no, but she's nowhere near 30. So. No, exactly. So yeah. really, you yeah. have time. You have plenty of time. Okay. Okay, Vera. Relax and All enjoy right, life. I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. You're so welcome, and good luck to you, Vera. Thanks so Thank much for you. calling. Bon yes. chance. Bon chance. Woo! You could feel it, couldn't you? You could I, feel it. I could feel it. You could feel it. The baby eyes. She's no, giving the baby I, eyes. I've been on those dates, Angie. Oh, I know. I can tell. I was that girl th- for a minute. And I was. It, as a man, you feel, you know, then on the defense. Right. Like, why am I here? Are we... just, just like a woman maybe in, the, in her 20s, with a guy's 20s, you know, there's the, the guy's usually more into it than the woman. She feels like objectify right well the man feels objectify in a different way in a different way when that happens exactly i i feel you simon all right if you need advice we are here we are giving it out it is free (laughs) 855-905-8255 this is the rendezvous with simon and angie this is the rendezvous with simon and angie so we just talked to vera who Simon was talking about, when do I bring up the fact that I want to have a baby mm-hmm. when I go out on a date? No, you should not sit down first thing at dinner and say, hi, my name is Vera. I want to have a baby. Are you down? Because <laughs> that's probably not a good idea. And you it's, mentioned that guys can feel kind of used or, or something. Objectified. Yeah, it's exactly, and, and you're a woman, you will understand, if a guy on a first date look at you and says, uh, can we have sex tonight? Just like yeah, that. Just like off the, off the jump. So, yeah, it's not about getting to know each other. It's not about being being a couple. It's not about creating a family. It's either you want to use the man, quote, you know, like a gas pump, really. Right. And just, you know, or, or some men want to use women. And all of that doesn't work. Well, I had a girlfriend who froze her eggs when she was 40 because she was single but okay. wanted kids and thought, I might as well freeze these healthy eggs right now so that when I want to have a baby, yep. when I meet the right person and we, we decide to do that, that this is an option, uh, which I think is smart. And But however, she would tell people on dates that she'd had her eggs frozen. And I feel like that's kind of pressure, too. Like. Even mentioning that right away is a little bit of pressure. Like, oh, you want me to fill those eggs? Like, what is, what is, why am I here? There's, there's something I want to ask you. Uh, friends of mine uh, in the late 30s, um, the clock start ticking so loud. Yeah. They're very worried if they don't have kids yet. What do you say to them, Angie, as a girlfriend? What uh, do you think is the right strategy? Okay, well, that's a great question, and I want to address that when we come back. Let's talk more about the baby thing, the yes. clock ticking. That's coming up on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we were talking about the clock ticking. What was your question that you had for me before yeah, the break? Yeah, I, I want to ask you this. I have friends of mine, late 30s. The clock is really ringing so loud, mm-hmm. right? About, they don't have kids yet. What do you think as a girlfriend? What would you say to them when it's so close to 40 or 41, 39? What is the right strategy? Well, to see, talk about it with a guy and when. I think having a strategy is the problem. You know, I think you, you I do understand that push and I do understand that feeling. I, it happened pretty early for me. It happened at like 30. I felt like I could, you know, at that point up until then, yes. I didn't even think about having kids, but I specifically remember a day at my grandmother's house and my cousin who is younger than me yeah. came over with his two little kids and I started crying and I didn't know where it came from. I thought I was a crazy person and I realized then 
that I wanted to be a mom. And then I realized I'm 30, which is not old by no, any means. But all. there was no prospects. There was no guy in the pipeline. There was nothing <laughs> happening in the way of romance. And I'm like, wow, okay. So now I have to be, I think, when you're at that point, instead of having a strategy of when to talk about it, I think that's when you get more serious about selecting. And you're more particular about the people you date you're more thoughtful about how you're dating the way you're presenting yourself like you're a little bit more serious about it because hey now i'm looking for that long-term person so then what do you do so then- so then you you know you ask your friends to set you up with people they know that would be good for you i think you you really like uh date people that are in your wheelhouse around your age maybe that have the same interests like get more serious instead of just going to the bar and picking up a random guy hey i hope it happens with him you know just treat it like this is a part of your life I like, like that. you know you're you're i don't want to say you're shopping for some for a house but it's like you're you're trying out something that you're going to be with for but a long time you're supposed to try to build a family Yes. Right? right? Not just have a kid. A exactly. Family. A family. And that's a more serious undertaking for sure. But we'll talk more about that when we come back. Phone lines are open as well. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we were talking about your clock ticking for women. Mm-hmm. You know, when do you bring up during dating, hi, I want to have a baby, probably not a very good idea before you get the bread, but um, if you're at a dinner date. So I was in a, I was thinking, like, Simon, I know women have this feeling often, not every mm-hmm. woman, but mm-hmm. do men get that same clock ticking thing? Do you have this pull to be a father at, at any point in your life? I mean, you're at that age where I would think maybe your clock was ticking a little bit. Well, um, if a guy said that, we, by the way, I just realized if so, a guy said that to me, I'd be like, really, jerk? Why? Am I old? You think my clock? Oh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so uh, it's for the so for the record. And, it, you know, I'm 48. So I'm getting at the end of that clock, I would say. Um, but my brother was a good example. Benjamin uh, has two kids. He had them late 39s and then 42. Mm-hmm. And he constantly talked about it. Mm-hmm. But he's been with the same woman for 17 years. They wait, travel the world, travel, travel, travel. He wanted kids more than she did. Really? So what happened is that we had this talk with him. He said, how do you think I can address it? Usually the woman does constantly this first pressure. My brother was the one pressuring his girlfriend right. to start, you know, and she didn't want to get pregnant. She loved the lifestyle of traveling and being free. Wow. So so there is a clock for men too. There is a clock. My it, husband I, had that clock. He did. That time came and went. But when we um, were engaged, mm-hmm. we had a, had a lot of talks about family. I had a daughter already. Um, my daughter was three at the time. Um, and he wanted to have a baby. And he said, I want to be a father. I'm like, OK, you know, for him. Yes. All right. I was kind of like feeling like I was done having babies because I was cool uh, with that. We were 35 at the time. And once we were married for about a year, in fact, it was our one-year anniversary. I'll never forget it. We were on a rooftop celebrating our anniversary. It was a beautiful night. You know, we were having cocktails with friends. And he grabbed my hand, and he said, I have something I have to tell you. And it was very serious. And I'm like, now? I'm like, are you dumping? What's happening? And he said, I don't think I want to have any more kids. And I was like, drinks for everybody. (laughs) This is the most. No, but the reason was um, he didn't realize how much he would enjoy being a father to my daughter. And he said he felt like he had his family and he loved the life that we were living together, the three of us. And he's like, I don't want to change anything. This is perfect for me. Well, I mean, and and I would say this more philosophically, you know, when it comes to fatherhood, and I'm a godfather, and I think we man can love other people's kids 
sometimes even more than their own fathers. Right. Plain and simple. Right. And so it's not the genetic aspect of it that matters, it's the heart. It is. Right. What makes really somebody uh, a good parent is how much they love their kid, right. not because they make them. Yeah. And I Do think you agree with that? I, I absolutely a thousand percent. So it's I, not I the conception. Yes. It's the, the, the involvement. It's the relationship. Yeah. And, and the commitment. And the commitment. To, because it's not the conception. It's J- the commitment. Your husband, Jason, and I talked about that. And, and the way he talks about Hannah. Yes. He talks about it like it's his. Right. 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 And he treats her that way, and she and she treats him with that mutual feeling. So, and he, that was one of the things he said as well, because he had dated another woman before me who had a child, and he said, "I never felt like I was allowed to have any part of the decision making. To you know, like everything was overridden by by mom, and I felt like there was a line I couldn't cross." He goes, "But you have allowed me to be a father." And yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think a lot of it matters, too, that she was only three um, instead of 13 or something. Like, she doesn't know life before my husband. She doesn't remember what that's like. So he's always been there, yeah, which is pretty cool. Just like I've been in my goddaughter's life since she's two years old. And that's why true love, when it comes to romance, is to, to have somebody's back. True love, when it comes to be a parent, is to have your kids back forever. 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 And that's why this notion of forever is the definition of true love. I love Without that. forever, there is no true love. True love is forever, <laughs> Simon said. <laughs> All right. Yeah. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon. Angie love, Taylor. Love spending my evenings with you. Nights together. Nights together. Yes, we talked a lot tonight about soulmates, uh, about dating, wanting a baby, uh, all of those things. You had a great Simon Says just in our last conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Angie. I, I said, you know, it's not the conception that matters. It's the commitment. So when it's true love, when it's having a kid, it's. The commitment. Yeah, and I think that's so that's important. more important than the conception. There are so many single mothers that can relate to that where a man has come through and the conception was there, but the commitment from him is not there. And that's, you know, everybody says, you know, anybody can be uh, a father. You know, anybody oh, can make a baby, but to be it, a dad, that's the commitment. That's the commitment, and that's forever. Just like, you know, hopefully true love and getting married, it's about forever. Forever. Forever, and I like that notion. That's why I'm looking for true love. To finally say it's forever. You're going to have your true love. And it's going to be forever. I'm looking forward. And you're going to conceive and you're going to commit and you're going to do all those things. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. It's coming. (laughs) Uh, More of everything Rendezvous on our website. You have to go check out Simon and Angie.com. If you want to send us an email needing advice, uh, we can either read it on the show. Uh We can reply to you if you want it that way. Also, you can check out Simon on In Bed with Simon, which is on the website as well. Yes, 12 or 13 episodes of fun. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The one, should I stay or should I go? I like that one a lot. Just should I stay or should, should I, I go? go? Yes. Don't miss it. FYI.com or the Simon and Angie.com. Simon and Angie.com. Check us out there. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.